happened. Here we go. Better now than, than later. So that's good. Thanks, Tyler. Appreciate it. Uh, and if you've been joining us, uh, you know, this summer, uh, any visitors in town? Yeah, all right. Awesome. Guys, welcome. As Scott was saying, uh, just so excited to have you guys here. Uh, just so you know, we've been going through a series this summer entitled, And He Said to Them, that we've been taking a look at the passage of Scripture where Jesus speaks to the crowds and some of the, the things that he's saying in there, too. A lot of rich, really cool stuff. Some of the passages from Sermon on the Mount, uh, so forth and so on. And this is our last Sunday in that. And um, as I was kind of praying about the message this week, I uh, just really had it laid on my heart to, to kind of do a continuation of two weeks ago. Who was there two weeks ago? We talked about just kind of listening with your heart. You guys remember that? So listening with your heart. And I want to kind of take that a step further and really talk about, um, we, and when we talked about listening with the heart two weeks ago, we talked about the parable of the sower and, and what it really means to have a heart and preparing our hearts to be fertile and soft to receive God's word. Um, but I want to take it kind of a step further too and, um, and talk about listening again, um, but really putting it into action this week and what that looks like to put the, those, those, that listening into action with our ears too. So uh, excited to go through that. And we're going to be in Mark chapter 4, 21 through 25, which again is just after the parable of the sower. So Mark 4, 21 through 25, if you have your Bibles, we'll be kind of digging in there too. So uh, super excited about this this morning. And this is a, this is a juicy, uh, juicy bit of uh, scripture too, so it's good stuff. Let me read it, and then we'll pray and head on into uh, the message today. So starting in verse 21, this is NAS. And he was saying to them, and he was saying to them, and he said to them, A lamp is not brought to be put under a basket, is it? Or under a bed? Is it not brought to be put under the lampstand? For nothing is hidden except to be revealed, nor has anything been secret, but that it would come to light. If anyone has ears to hear, let him hear. And he was saying to them, take care what you listen to. Take care what you listen to. By your standard of measure, it will be measured to you, and more will be given for whoever has, to him more shall be given. And whoever does not have, even what he has shall be taken away from him. Let me pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord God, we just thank you for your truth. Lord, your word is so good. And I just pray, as we just dive in this morning, that you will just, uh, just open our ears to hear your word, Lord. Now that it will resonate deep within our hearts. Father, we want to hear you. Uh, each and every one of us, have just so, there's so much just going on in our lives. Father, we can just take this time just to hear your truth and your word, and that it'll just penetrate deep into our hearts, Father, because it's living and active. And we thank you for this. Holy Spirit, come and just bless this time. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, guys. Awesome. Well, kind of thinking about this, too. And, and kind of, again, kind of a question. Do you guys ever feel like you have a conversation where you're talking with somebody, and then 30 seconds later, you forget everything? Am I the only one that's ever happened to? I forget their names, forget, and, and, and I'm working on names. I'm trying to get better. But it happens so often, doesn't it? Do you guys ever have that? Yes. <laughs> and here's the thing, too, and I want to kind of think about this morning, too. And this is the, the scary thing. And this can happen here in church. This can happen anytime too. But the possibility of just listening to God's word without really benefiting from it. 
And again, you know, the, the reasons, you know, this can happen, we have to be so careful, too, that in, in, in Scripture demands so much of our lives, but really putting this into practice. And that it just doesn't just go in here and then just disappear, but again, it kind of goes into here, too. And the Lord is constantly crying out, He who has ears, let him hear. In fact, that's what I titled the message today. He who has ears, let him hear. Again, as we talked about a couple weeks ago, the parable of the sower, how the condition of our heart determines the receptivity of the truth. Is that right? Yeah. Again, I want to spend some some time, a little bit of time on this morning on this too. I'm kind of hearing with our hearts, but, um, you know, again... We talked about this last week, too. There's really not a neutral place that are with our hearts, too. I mean, it's, we're either going to a place of hardness, unfortunately, or a place towards God. And there's really not much of that neutral place. And so we have to be really careful. We have to guard our hearts, don't we? And really watch over our hearts. And what are you listening to? And as we go through the passage today, we find ourselves kind of with a beautiful exhortation. In verse 23 and in 24. And this, this exhortation is kind of sandwiched between two instructions, if you will, or, or types of instructions. And, and again, as uh, we've been through the parable of the sower, and it kind of comes out of it too, we're kind of flowing in and out of parables. But this first couple of verses in 21 and 22, uh, we kind of have a, a parable of the lamp and, and, and some, some, some instruction with it too. And then we have this awesome exhortation and then another instruction. And we're going to kind of flow through that with a, kind of the organization of the message as we kind of look at this this morning. And again, I love these, these parables and the beauty and the richness of these parables. And one of the things that Jesus is doing, he's doing so much when he's teaching in parables. Um, but one of the things he's been doing is, is really trying to engage our heart and make this story so much more applicable to us. And again, I don't know about you guys too, but a couple weeks ago when we talked about the parable of the sower, it was so easy just to think about our hearts. And I, I don't know about you, but the condition of my heart, the times in my life where my heart's been hard and unresponsive or it's been soft and fertile ground. And so we, we dig in, and we, we find ourselves in another parable, kind of in, the, in this first instruction in a couple of verses this morning that Jesus throws out. And he throws it out with a couple questions. Actually, he starts off with a couple questions. He says, A lamp is not brought to be put under a basket, is it? Or under a bed? Is it not brought to be put on the lampstand? And again, these are such simple questions. But again, the richness and the beauty of these parables is it gets us thinking. It gets the people thinking that he was talking to. Again, the question is so obvious. Do you light one? And again, they have these clay lamps with these kind of oil wicker that they would carry around. And again, as you can imagine, you know, this day and age, without electricity, this is a pretty, you know, a story that hit home and resonated too. I mean, are you going to light a lamp and bring it and put it under a bed or under a basket and hide it? No, of course not. Why would you do this? Don't you want to put it on a stand where it can just light up the room, right? Of course you do. Of course you do. And again, the lamp needs to be placed in such a way where it brings light to those who are in darkness. And positioned in such a way where it's just just maximum lightness to those who are in darkness. 
And Jesus is starting to get these folks to think. And in terms of a lamp, but also in terms of himself. And Jesus is ultimately the lamp and the light. And again, folks, let me just say this too. In these parables, and they can kind of become... Um, there's, there's some hidden truths in these things. There's some nuggets to mine out too, but um, Jesus didn't come to be hidden away. Let me make that clear right now. But he came to be placed in such a way that his light would shine before men abundantly. And again, we, it is so wrong to think that, the, that God had, has brought the kingdom of God near in the person of Jesus to hide and to cover it up because that's not what he's doing here. Not at all. I love it, John. And, and Jesus was very clear uh, in what, he's, what he was about, right? In John 8, 12, it says, Then Jesus spoke to them again, saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. I love it. Folks, and again, I, I had a kind of a, a story that happened to me this morning, too. And, and that, that verse just hit me so much harder than ever before, because you think about what it's like just to be in a place of darkness. We've all had times in our lives where we've been in a place of darkness, and it's just hard to see. You know, and uh, for those of you who know me, uh, I love to get up early in the mornings. And one of the reasons I like to get up early in the mornings is because the only time there's an ounce of quietness in my house at all. And well, I can testify to that too. Um, and I love it too. I've kind of had this new thing I've kind of loved doing is I love to get up and I love to walk to Camp 4 uh, in CB South. And it's really cool because it opens at 5. And, uh, and lately, the sun's, you know, getting up a little later too, so it's getting darker and darker. Um, and this has been just some beautiful mornings. I walked over there, the meteor shower a few weeks ago. It was just awesome. It was like the, the best walk over to coffee ever. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and this morning, I, 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 got, uh, I got out and... Uh, I shut the garage door behind me. We live in that, one of the townhomes, if you guys are familiar with CB South, the townhomes that are right behind Tully's. And between us and Camp 4 is this uh, uh, commercial, undeveloped commercial space. There's a few dirt roads to navigate down. And I shut the door behind me, and it was dark. Um, for whatever reason, I mean, there's a little sliver of a moon, but it was behind the clouds. And it was so dark, I was even really having trouble finding Tully's and getting over the berm to find the road. And uh, in the morning, I got these little slippers that I wear, and sometimes uh, I just keep them on. I, I, do, I do get dressed. I put on, get my pajamas off, and I put on jeans and a shirt. But I, a lot of times, I'll keep those little slippers on, too. But you guys, it was the most miserable walk over to Camp 4. Um, I hit the ditch once, and I found a mud puddle um, in another spot, too. But it was like such this real picture for me of just walking in darkness, and how hard it is and how just unpleasant it is to walk and to live in darkness. And you think about the times in our life where we've just walked and lived in darkness and how miserable it is. And, and again, it, it sounds cruel that I found joy in this, but the only joy in this trip, well, it wasn't joy. It was just it made me laugh. Do you guys know Jim who works at Camp 4 in CB South? So poor Jim was out having a break. And as I got to the door, again, it was so dark, you couldn't see anything. And I had my Indian moccasins on, so I was really quiet. <laughs> and I walked up to Jim, and I said, hi. I think he thought it was a bear or something, but it was like, about gave the poor guy a heart attack. Um, 
So that was the only, only good trip about my Camp 4 experience this morning. So sorry to get off track. But again, a really good analogy of just walking in darkness and just the misery in that too. And you think about what Jesus did and his kingdom. And his kingdom is here to usher in the light. And the other verse I love, and again, he said it so many times, John 12, 46, I have come as light into the world so that anyone who believes in me will not remain in darkness. So we don't have to remain in darkness, do we? Isn't that beautiful? And I think about, um, and again, hopefully you all have just the, the testimony of um, what, you know, going from the darkness to the light. I think about Ephesians 5, 8 through 21. For you were formerly darkness, but now you are light to the world. And walk as children of light. For the fruit of light consists of all goodness and righteousness and truth. Trying to learn what is pleasure to the Lord. Do not participate in the unfruitful deeds of darkness, but instead even expose them. For it is disgraceful even to speak of the things which are done by them in secret. But all things become visible when they are exposed by the light. For everything that becomes visible is light. For this reason it says... Awake, sleeper, arise from the dead. Again, I think about the, our title. He who has ears, let him hear. Awake, O sleeper, arise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. And therefore, be careful how you walk, not as unwise men, but as wise, making the most of your time, because the days are evil. So then do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And do not get drunk with wine, for that is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody with your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks for all the things in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to God, even the Father, and be subject to one another in the fear of Christ. Again, Jesus came that we might have light and walk in the light. And again, with, you think about this parable, and, and you put these, um, these poor disciples in the crowd and put them in the context, too. He wasn't trying to hide at all. Again, and the, the contrast in this instruction is kind of a contrast of um, kind of a present and future, if you will. And you kind of put themselves and put yourself in their shoes, too. Because this didn't, ex- didn't really vibe with their expectations, right? For what they thought he was going to do, right? I mean, they thought the kingdom was going to be ushered in. When the Messiah would come, he would bring his kingdom. And even after the resurrection, they're basically saying, are you going to restore the kingdom of Israel? You kind of think about this. And folks, the kingdom and the secret of the kingdom, which is the person and the works and the word of Jesus, Again, was kind of veiled from them in order, and again, this is the thing, in order that people, it's not that in order that people would be unable to get it, but that those who should get it would get it. And just like even now, as it was then, right, it was veiled that only by faith would they be able to come to the conclusion that Jesus was God. And it's the same today. And thankfully, we got a little more time um, and perspective of time that's afforded us. But it's still by grace, through faith. Again, Ephesians 2 8 says, for, for by grace you have been saved through faith. 
And that not of yourselves, it is a gift of God and not a result of, of works that no one may boast. And again, it's, so that's just, you know, one, one way to look at it too. And then the other way I like to look at the parables too is from a total, you know, totality of time, the past, present, and future. If you go ahead and you kind of skip ahead, and we talked about the sower. If you go back to verse 29, or jump ahead to verse 29, folks, there's a day of harvest that's going to come. And this is something to be excited about. One day, the one who came by the way of the sower will also return as the harvester. And what is presently disclosed will be brought out completely into the open. And every eye will see him, and every knee will bow. And every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord. All right, now on to the exhortation. He goes on to say, If anyone has ears, let him hear. But also take care what you listen to. Take care what you listen to. And again, a lot of times I ask myself, are these ears just physically here? Are they actually like getting in here and getting in here? Because so many times they're not. And again, I think we have to be so careful because listening, again, it's an active process where sometimes we can select, omit, and kind of shape uh, the message that's intended by the speaker. And again, both listening and perceiving can be turned out to be fundamental displays of our character and our freedoms, but also our bondages a little bit too. I love this quote by Dallas Willard. It says, What we do or do not understand in any area of our lives determines what we can or cannot believe and therefore governs with an iron hand our practice and action. It's kind of like, I don't know if you guys ever heard that quote by by Goethe, right? Like, we only know what we understand. And the Lord, and again, we're going to kind of get to it at the end of this message, the Lord wants so much just to give you so much wisdom and revelation. And he's asking for ears to hear his, his voice, his word, his truth. He wants to give you so much more understanding. More than you could ever ask or hope for. Again, in the parable of the sower, 30, 60, 90, 100 fold. Take care of what you listen to. Receive his words. Again, it's just so dangerous, folks. Our hearing and how we hear play a huge role in who and what we become and how we listen shapes us. And I just challenge you to cry out to God for this. Just give, again, just give him wisdom and revelation. Another, another passage of scripture that just resonates with me is Proverbs 2, 1 through 7. It says, My son, if you will receive my words and treasure my commandments within you, make your ear attentive to wisdom. Incline your ear to understanding, for if you cry for discernment, lift your voice for understanding. If you seek her as silver and search for her as for hidden treasures, then you will discern the fear of the Lord and discover the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom, and from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. He stores up sound wisdom for the upright. He is a shield to those who walk in integrity. And one of the things that's really convicted me, too, recently that I've been, just my own personal life, that I've been really trying to work on too, is this listening. But so many times I often go to the Lord and I, I just, I want this direction. Lord, just direction on this or that. Or, 
Um, but just instead of that, but just really trying to cultivate a time just to listen to the Lord more than ever and just be available to listen and just take that time. And not just, just to pay attention with you in these words. And I just pray that they don't just wash over you so quickly, but that we just give serious attention to God's word. And folks, this is vital, super vital. And the promises are there for those that dive in and pay attention to just digest God's word, to soak it in. And so many times people will come and say, yeah, I just want to hear the voice of God. I want to know what God's doing. I want to know what he says. Do you want to know what he says? Do you want to know the voice of God? This is it right here. And it's awesome. And it's rich and it's beautiful. Hebrews 4, 12 through 13 says, the word of God is living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword is piercing as far as the division of the soul and the spirit of both the joints and the marrow and able to judge the thoughts and intentions of the heart. And there is no creature hidden from his sight, but all things are open and laid bare to the eyes of him. And so here, this kind of brings us to our last bit of instruction after the exhortation. And this is a pretty serious bit of instruction that he's laying down to you, uh, with pretty vital consequences, folks. This is pretty serious. He says, By your standard of measure, it will be measured to you, and more will be given you. For whoever has, to him more shall be given, and whoever does not have, even what he has shall be taken away from him. You think about this measure for measure. And again, not to, to make light heart of this too, but the only one of the ways that I think I can explain this to you is in the physical realm too. We think about the physical realm, I don't know about you guys, but I've had a rough summer and I haven't really exercised <laughs> like I should. And I can tell. It might not look, you, you'll, you'll probably be nice and say, yeah, it doesn't look. But I guarantee when I put on my pants, things are getting a little tight these days uh, because I haven't been working out. I haven't been diligent. And because of that, places in my body have atrophied. They've grown weak. Um, if I went into the gym right now, it'd be, um, it'd be funny, I think, maybe. Or even tried, here's the embarrassing thing. I have a little townie I share with Noel. We ride into town for, you know, I'll go get the mail or whatever, and I'm out of breath going to the top of elk, which is just embarrassing. But, but again, you think about how your body can atrophy. And so much how it's the same in the physical, it's the same in the spiritual, right? How quickly we can atrophy. And again, if we're not working out, if we're not just diving in to all that God has, and let his word just soak deep into our hearts, day after day, um, we start to atrophy. And he wants to give you so much. There's so many wisdom, just promises and wisdom and just deep revelations that he just wants to pour out on you. That's just there for the taking. That you can go strong and be nourished by his word and by him. And, and just in these deep mysteries, I think about uh, Psalm 1. How blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, nor stand in the path of sinners, nor sit in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law he meditates day and night. He will be like a tree firmly planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither. And in whatever he does, he prospers. And again, it's, it's there for the taking folks too. And, and the scary thing is, is just if we don't, 
take a hold of that and take a hold of those promises too, how quickly just our hearts can atrophy, our hearts can become hardened, our ears don't listen as, as, as good as they should. Again, he's there, he's just crying out, and he wants just to, and I just challenge you to cry out to him too, Lord, give me ears, I need to hear you. It's there for the taking, and there's deep wisdom and revelation there. I love Second Chronicles 16.9. It says, For the eyes of the Lord move to and fro throughout the earth, that he may strongly support those whose heart is completely his. And folks, if you want just a, a quick application, you know, as we get ready to do this series in Ephesians, I challenge you, even if you're just visiting this week too, just go do this. Um, you know, but for the next month or so, read the book of Ephesians every day. It'll take 20 minutes. You can do it. I know you can. And just let those, the, that word just penetrate deep into your heart. Again, as we talked about, you know, with the parable of the sower, the Lord wants to multiply 30, 60, 100 fold more than we could ever ask or imagine. He who has ears, let him hear. And again, Drew, that's so hard, and, but it's not. And it's not rocket science either. I love Matthew 7, 24. Again, folks, you think about the, the consequences. And unlike, you know, just a physical atrophy, these, these other consequences are uh, eternal. Matthew seven twenty four says, Therefore, anyone who hears these words of mine and acts on them may be compared to a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain fell, and the floods came, and the winds blew and slammed against that house. And yet it, it, yet it did not fall, for it had been founded on the rock. I don't know about you, I just want to put my firm foundation. And anyone who hears these words of mine and does not act on them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rain fell, the floods came, and the winds blew and slammed against that house. And it fell, and it was a great fall. And great was its fall. Folks, I just pray that you just take these, these words this morning, take these verses, and just you know, cry out to God. Say, Lord, I want to hear you. I want to hear you more. I want to hear your word. I want to hear your truth. And then put it into practice. Put it into practice and see what he does. Amen? Amen. All right, man, let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, we just thank you for this morning. We thank you again for your word and your truth. Lord, that it is alive, that it is active. And uh, it just cuts deep down to the marrow. Thank you, Lord. And I pray that we can just take this into action. That we can just encourage one another in this, Lord, and build one another up. Thank you, Father. You are so good. You are so lovely. So perfect, Lord. And we love you. And we thank you that you have sent your Son. And that because of this, we have light. And we can, and we can have access to you, Lord. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Have a great Sunday, everyone.